want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I just was so miserable and I was bound to the chains of my daily routine. From the minute I woke up, I would just like kick myself because I was already failing at whatever I was doing. Because waking up at 5 a.m. to work out, sure, it seemed practical with my crazy schedule, but it didn't bring me joy. And I would sit on the mic and I would brag about it, and but really, I was miserable. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Back to the Show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. If you are not watching on visual, you definitely should. I'm going to try my hardest to make it so I can play it on Spotify. I think I can. I think that the platform that I use, I use Spotify for podcasters, if you guys didn't know that. I think that because I use Spotify for podcasters, I can make it so you can literally open the Spotify app and watch my podcast on there, but I'll also post it on YouTube. So there's two options here, but it's just so weird because I'm like watching myself on video as I am talking and recording and I've got, I've got like my full mic set up in front of me. I've got headphones on, I have like a background and it's just like so surreal. And to be completely honest with you guys, I have been putting off doing video for so long. And the moment I sat down in front of my camera and looked at my background and like looked at me doing this in like the viewfinder of my camera I just felt so happy and I just want to take this as a opportunity to remind you guys that it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to start I was really worried about not having the perfect background about like the editing commitment that comes with recording video and audio so it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to start and you'll kind of learn as you go and I know that and I preach that and I just need to sometimes take my own advice and just freaking go for it. So if you guys are watching like in the car, maybe you can't watch on video right now, I will kind of set the scene for you. I'm using this round chair that I had in my, if you guys used to watch me on YouTube, this background like might low-key kind of look familiar, but it's not. It just is the same piece of piece of furniture. Um, it's my round circle chair. It's from Ashley Furniture. And I have a painting behind me. Well, it's not a painting. It's actually a print from Etsy. And it says it's nine rules, but you can only see the bottom three. And um, the rules are be kind, dance, eat good food, read books, make art, be honest, laugh hard, flow, and be here now. When I saw this print on Etsy, I was... 
immediately drawn to it because those are literally the things that Lexi and I just kind of like embody in our house. And so I wanted to hang it up in the living room. I also wanted to make sure that when I set up the podcast studio, it could be a place in the house that I can tear down and set up really easily. So I knew whatever wall art I was going to put on the back wall, I would need it to stay there. So I kind of got the green light from Lexi on everything. And then I have a plant behind me. This is a Chinese palm leaf or Chinese leaf palm plant. I got it from Home Depot. Um, and then I have my mic stand from Amazon. I'm recording on my Canon G7X. And then I have the Rode podcast uh, bundle equipment setup situation. But I'll have all that stuff linked in the show notes. It's a lot easier to record on video than I was making it out to be. I think I just worked it up in my mind that it's like this big step for the podcast. And I need to have a network and a whatever and all this other stuff. But in reality, technology is so good nowadays you could literally do it on your phone if you wanted to so don't be scared add video to your podcast literally all my friends probably like half of my listener base has been asking for video and it's finally time so 80 20 is now on visual video call it what you want but I have video now so that's super exciting so this is the first solo episode in the new season of 80 20 and we are long overdue for a catch-up so let's catch up. There's new cover art. There's video. There's going to be a lot more guests this season. There's just so much cool stuff happening. I was going to say on the horizon, but no, it is literally happening as we speak. I just feel like we need to talk about it for a second. So let's talk about it. The cover of 8020 has changed. I really wanted the cover to kind of embody what 8020 is about. Originally, like if you go down in the pin, well, it's private, so you guys can't see it. But when I scroll down in the Pinterest forward, that was kind of used as inspiration for the podcast cover. It was, I started it back in like February and I've changed as a human significantly between February and now. And when I scroll back, it was kind of like dark. It was very, I don't know, kind of more like party-esque scene kind of like think like 1920s speakeasy type vibe I was kind of going for like glitter and flash photography type situation but the more I kind of settled into what I want as a person and like what I want out of my life and this will kind of roll into what healing girl summer is all about too the new season um I just kind of decided like, no, I'm in like my plant girl, yoga, Pilates, slow living era. I don't really want to completely redo the cover as like a 1920s, like speakeasy type vibe. So I decided to reach out to a graphic designer and I, she just absolutely knocked it out of the park. I'm obsessed with the new cover. There are so many little intricate details that I think embody what 8020 is really about. And, um, and it just makes me really, really happy. So I'm going to pull it up really quick on Spotify so we can talk about it. So I pulled up the cover on my phone. If you guys, we can all like look together or something. I don't know. Of course, 8020 is there. Of course, my name is there. But I kind of just gave my designer a list of things that I feel like could be fun to incorporate into the design. And she absolutely nailed it. There's some peaches. There's some books, coffee, a cowgirl hat, um, a seashell, a bottle of champagne, and a cute little angel. The angel's my favorite. I just think that it's so cute. Um, and then obviously, like, my name's at the bottom. And it's just, like, it's whimsical. It's cute. It's fun. It's blue. I texted a bunch of my friends, and I was like, hey, what color am I? And I kid you not, everybody said blue. So we went with blue. I also revamped my website and integrated that blue color. 
the wall art behind me is blue. I'm thinking about doing merch eventually. I'm printing business cards. Like this, it's just an exciting time for me, okay? As I was kind of preparing to publish a video podcast, I felt like the right thing to do would just be to go back and look at my YouTube channel. You know, I need a new profile picture. I need a new header, the whole bit. And I kind of got into a rabbit hole of watching my old videos. And something really cool about what I do in my line of work is that I've documented my life and I always encourage people to document their life in some way, shape or form, whether that's through journaling or through photography or taking little videos or doing a one second every day, just just investing some sort of time into documenting your life. Obviously, don't miss the moment, but have fun documenting your life. So when you look back, glance in the rear view, watch an old YouTube video, you can see how far you've come. So I literally had like short brown hair. I was living at home. I was trying to figure out, you know, do I go back to online college? Do I do this? Do I do that? And it was just such an interesting like blast from the past to go back and watch those videos and be like, girl, if you knew two years from now where you would be, who you would have met, who you'd be friends with, what you would go through, it would just like rock your world. So that was really cool. It was a very interesting moment for me because I was watching these old videos. I had really short brown hair. I was just so up in the air of like what I wanted out of life. I I know for sure I definitely didn't see myself where I am today. Um, but that's just like the cool thing about life. Like you can make up all the plans that you want, but God always has a better idea of how your life is going to go. Looking back at that girl from two years ago was, I felt like I could look back fondly for once. And I used to watch my own videos and judge myself. But for the first time, I think Ever. I watched my old videos and I was like so far removed from the person that I used to be that I didn't look back and judge her. I just looked back and it felt like I wasn't even really watching myself. I was just like watching this girl online. So that was really cool. So anyway, if you go back and like if you click on the profile of my channel of this channel that you're watching on and you go back and watch my old videos, it's just so weird and it's you can definitely see progress like visual progress of personal development growth even just the way that I look it's um it's pretty cool so anyway that's kind of that just how to share if you guys don't document your life in some way shape or form you definitely should whether that's like journals or photography or taking a one second every day or polaroids or just like something to show yourself how far you've come you definitely should and I'm not saying continue to attach to the past because that's not a good thing either but do something that you know when you open up the notebook you can be like holy shit I had no idea what was going to come and like it's so much better than the place that I was in and that's what I love about journaling too I literally have journals from when I was like 14 and it's crazy because some of the shit that I wrote I'm like I swear I'm like psychic or something because literally some of the stuff that I wrote is like spot on or still applicable today which is so crazy and weird I think I just listened to too much Taylor Swift and like read too much poetry as a preteen that I am the way that I am today so let me know if you guys feel the same way because that's that's kind of where I'm at other little bits and pieces of news updates that I feel like we need to talk about before we get into the content today's episode if you guys are not already in the 8020 group chat you definitely should join It's on the app called Geneva. 
there's like 1400 of you in there, which is quite literally crazy. Um, but we all chat in there all the time. I send little things if I'm just like thinking of you guys and I just send little motivational things or journal entries or whatever. I don't know. I just, I like to send stuff in there sometimes. And then you guys talk, which is really cool. Some people will be like, Hey, do you guys have a good playlist for this occasion? And a bunch of you guys are like, I do. So you can click the link in the show notes. It's three questions. You just have to say what you're looking for in this group, um, your favorite 80, 20 episode, and then, um, a quote or motto or mantra that you live by. And those questions are essentially just to weed out the like the bots or the people that just find this group on Geneva and don't know what 8020 is. Um, which like some people will be like NA, like I don't have a favorite episode. I've had people do that and then they come in the group and they're literally spam accounts. So please just write down a episode that you like. And that's just so I know that you're not a bot because a bot wouldn't ha- like take the time to go on Spotify and be like, oh, I really liked the episode called stretch marks or whatever. So anyway, that's that. Second thing is I've had two really cool guests on season seven so far. Last week I had Madison Ciccone on. We talked about confidence. We talked about life in your twenties. We talked about gratitude. We talked about making friends in your twenties. Such a good high quality episode. The reviews on that are insane. Like the DMs that I've been getting insane from you guys. And then the first episode of season seven was with my sister Lexi. And in that one, we just kind of gave a big life update. What we've been up to, what's new, what's good. We got a little deep. So you guys should listen to both of those episodes and then come back and listen to this episode, which is my chill healing girl summer morning routine. And I know that you guys are just going to eat this shit up because for some reason you put the word morning routine on a video or on a podcast or on a blog post and people love, love, love morning routines and I'm one of them. So let's talk about my chill summer, healing girl summer morning routine. It is probably the most simple morning routine I have ever had in my entire life. And I've never been happier about it. So I'm really, really, really excited to share it. I typically post the most on Instagram stories during my morning routine. And that's because I just love it so much. I go to bed thinking about my morning routine and getting excited for the things that I get to do in the morning. I have like a set. It's kind of like stepping on a conveyor belt. And I have like a set routine of like pulling from the shelves. I'm not explaining this in a good way, but uh, like of what is next in my morning routine, habit stacked. That's the word for it. I've stacked my habits. So one leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. So I know exactly what I'm going to do when I wake up. There's no question about it. And I just start to roll into my morning routine. And something that I think is really, really important that people miss when they're designing a morning routine is that it has to cater to your unique needs. So I'm going to share what I do, but that doesn't have to be what you do. And this is simply for your inspiration, your motivation to kind of like drop some ideas into a potential bucket of what could be your morning routine. But yours has to be yours because if you do mine, like word for word or step by step, it's not going to work for you. Or maybe it will. I have no idea. I think for the most part, when you do things that you enjoy as part of your morning routine, you're a lot happier. 
So first things first, I think it's super, super important that you are respecting your sleep. When you start to answer the question, what do I want as part of my morning routine? I think you need to start actually with your night routine. And I only say this because I have episodes that are like my 5 a.m. morning routine before my nine to five. And during that time, like, yeah, I was really like hustling and grinding and like, it's ideal to be able to be like uber productive in the morning and all this stuff. But I was literally running on like four hours of sleep and I ran myself into the ground. And so looking back on like that era of my life, yeah, it's fun to hustle and, you know, get up at 5am and be the only person at the gym or whatever, but it wasn't sustainable. I was going so hard that I burned myself out. And I think when I had the opportunity to step up, to step back and be like, okay, what do I really want out of my morning? It started with getting a good night's sleep. Like I want to wake up feeling refreshed, feeling excited for the day and not feeling like, oh shit, I'm only running on, you know, three to five hours of sleep. How the heck am I going to get through today without a nap? Like you can't take a nap. Like you work, like you're busy. You just, you have to deal with the day. And so when I finally realized that sleep has to be a priority, it changed my morning routine. And it just seems so simple, right? Like get a decent amount of rest. But I didn't realize how much rest I actually needed. I thrive when I get like eight or eight or nine hours of sleep. So if I want to wake up at seven, I need to be in bed by 10. And so that requires me to actually put my night routine as a priority and respect the fact that I need like eight or nine hours of sleep. Also, I think it's super important not to be rushed through your morning routine. Like there were, there was a period of my life where I would literally roll out of bed and just do like the bare minimum. I'm talking like brushing my teeth and like slicking my hair back into a bun. Granted, I still do that. Like that's what we're sporting today. But I would literally do the absolute bare minimum, just enough to get myself out the door and into the office. And that didn't set me up for success either. So I think when you, it's such a toss up because obviously like you need your sleep, but you don't want to be rushed. So somewhere in there, find a happy medium where you can still start your day at a reasonable hour, but not feel like absolute shit because you only got five to three hours of sleep. So the formula kind of goes like this, figure out how much rest you need and then figure out what time you want to wake up in the morning and then figure out what time you need to go to bed at night and then kind of build your night routine around that. So like, what can you do at night to wind down? Is it being phone free? Is it reading a book? Is it having a cup of tea? Is it taking a shower? Is it, you know, do you only use your bed for sleeping? Do you work in your bed? I remember in college, quite literally always doing homework from my bed and then your brain equates your bed with working rather than your bed with sleeping. So now my bed is strictly for sleeping. I will read in there sometimes, but I don't do work in bed. It's a very rare occasion. I also don't have a TV in my bedroom and I don't like to bring my computer in bed. These are just like some boundaries that I've set with myself regarding sleep because that's something that I really, really prioritize lately. So you set your bedtime, you set your alarm for the morning, you wake up, what's next? I'm gonna roll through the things that I do that make me feel good in the morning. But like I mentioned earlier, you have to figure out what works for you. What works for me isn't always going to work for you, but these are just a couple ideas. How I set up my day for success, but obviously you guys can take these recommendations, play with them, tweak them, make it make sense for you and your life. So first things first, I start my day with a chore. And I know what you guys are thinking, Lily, that sounds stupid. 
why would I want to wake up and start my day with a chore? I'm going to tell you why right now. First off, it's really nice having like a very clean space that you can come back to later in the day. So maybe that's making your bed. Maybe that's emptying the dishwasher. Those are my two things that I do first thing in the morning. I'll roll out of bed and then I'll like brush my teeth, obviously, like put my contacts in, like be able to see and like not smell bad. And then I go into my bedroom and I make my bed. That's the very first thing that I do. It's just become a habit. I don't even think about it. It literally takes 60 seconds and it just makes your room look put together already. Like if you go to bed with a clean room and then you wake up and you make your bed, boom, your room's clean. Like you have nothing left to do. You just have a clean room and it's so, so nice. Also, like I mentioned before, I don't like to get in my bed to do anything else besides sleep. So making my bed prevents me from getting back into bed because it's made and like, why would I mess it up? Other than the occasional nap, I was never a napper until lately, but honestly, like a 30 minute nap, so good for you sometimes. And then I go into the kitchen and my bedroom's right off the kitchen. So, so that just like makes sense to like move the rest of my day out into the living room, the kitchen, like the balcony area. The second chore I do is empty the dishwasher. And this is one of those things that just like I think is ingrained in me because growing up, my parents would always run the dishwasher at night and then my mom would always empty the dishwasher first thing in the morning. So by default, I just do the same thing. The dishwasher is loud. It's annoying. It sings when it's finished and I just don't like it running during the day. So, and I always do like the long cycle. So the first thing I do when I go out of the kitchen is start my Nespresso to make a cup of coffee while simultaneously emptying the dishwasher. The dishwasher takes two to three minutes, so does the coffee. The two typically parallel each other and match up perfectly to completion. So once I've done emptying the dishwasher, I start to drink my coffee. This next habit, I kind of will do sometimes in tandem with the chores. Sometimes I'll wait until I'm sitting on the balcony. It just kind of depends on the day. But lately I've been loving a podcast called The Bible Recap. And it's like anywhere from five to eight minutes-ish. And the title kind of gives it away. It is quite literally a recap of passages in the Bible. And it has been so, so helpful, you guys. I grew up in church and I kind of just like fell away from it in college. And I was just like turned off by a lot of things. That's totally a conversation for a different time. But reading the Bible was always one of those things that I was turned off by because I was so confused. And the Bible Recap Podcast really just puts context um, to what you're reading and she gives you a little background she compares certain things to to current times and it just she makes it all make sense so she picks a passage of scripture the idea is that you go through the entire bible in a year and it's just super cool so I highly recommend you check it out it's a really short podcast episode and like I said sometimes I'll listen while I'm unloading the dishwasher making my coffee kind of just like setting up for my morning like personal growth spiritual development session. So now I feel good because I've done my chores. I've either already listened to the Bible Recap Podcast or I'm about to listen to the Bible Recap Podcast. I have those big headphones from Apple. They're really nice because oftentimes in the morning, like the landscapers are already going and I live in a condo. So like there's just always stuff going on outside. And so the noise canceling headphones is really, really nice because I'm not distracted by all the things going on around me. And I typically will go sit on my balcony. I'm so blessed that I have a little 
piece of the outdoors attached directly to my house I literally don't know what I would do without it um so I'll either lay out a yoga mat on the floor or lately I've just been sitting at the table that we have outside and I bring my cup of coffee I bring my notebook which I think is important to talk about so let's just take a second from my notebook if you're watching on visual you can see it I have a moleskin notebook this is probably my seventh one of my lifetime and I'm obsessed with moleskin moleskin please sponsor me would love you guys forever. This is the large version, but I typically like to get the extra large and the hard cover. This is a soft cover, um, but I got it on Amazon because I was like, oh, I'm on the last page of my current notebook. And so I overnighted a notebook. So I got this one. I'm not mad about it though, because I really do like the color. Um, it's blue. It like goes with the new 8020 branding and such. So those are the, the notebook details. I always get college ruled because I just prefer that. Um, but yeah, I have my notebook. I've got a Bible, and I also have a copy of Journey to the Heart with me. I have my headphones on and my cup of coffee, and I'm sitting out at my balcony, on my balcony, at the bistro table. And this is typically when I just take a second and just like do some deep breathing, chill. Um, if I'm still listening to the podcast, I'll finish that, and then I'll go and I'll read that passage of the Bible that she just recapped. So I've gotten some context from the podcast and then I'm actually reading scripture. And then I will just open up my journal and I do my morning gratitude practice. That is really just something that I've found has been such a staple in my morning routine. When you practice gratitude, your life changes. What it really boils down to is this. When you make a decision to be happy with like even just the littlest things even if it's like oh I'm happy that the sun is shining today I'm happy and I'm grateful that I got to talk to a certain friend that I hadn't talked to in a while on the phone last night or I'm grateful for this cup of coffee I forget what I wrote today let's see this morning I said I'm grateful for oh this is cute deep friendships pod subscribers the new plants in my house good food and dancing which all sounds so like live laugh love of me but I don't really give a shit because it's true so those were the things on my gratitude list this morning but I encourage you guys to try making a gratitude list and just kind of see how your mood is impacted and I just believe in it so heavily. So I had a therapist one time that told me that practicing gratitude was a way to be happier and I basically told her that's some bullshit how would, you know, a list of five things on a sticky note change my life, but it truly has. You can even send it in the 8020 group chat if you guys want. Just like send a little, hey guys, today I'm grateful for whatever. I'm grateful for the group chat, whatever you want. So like I mentioned, my morning spot is my balcony. In the wintertime, it was just sitting on the floor in my bedroom. So I encourage you to make some sort of morning spot and Kind of going back to the idea of habit stacking, when you know what's coming next in, in your morning routine, things get easier. The same principle applies to your morning spot. When you arrive in this spot, whether it's a pillow that you throw on the floor in front of your window, or maybe you're pressing your back up against your bed frame, or maybe you are sitting at the kitchen table or the bar or your couch, whatever it is, whatever your morning spot is, maybe it's in your bed. Maybe you don't want to make your bed first thing. Maybe you want your morning spot to be your bed. That's fine too. I encourage you to pick some sort of location where you can practice your morning routine. That way it just kind of like sends a signal to your brain like, okay, this is happening now and then this is what's going to happen next. And it just, it takes the choices out of your morning because who wants to wake up and like have to make a ton of decisions? Not me. After I make my gratitude list, I typically will read that morning's passage of Journey to the Heart 
And this book has just been such a staple in my life for the past two years. And every time, I swear every single time, that passage it like just is so applicable to whatever I'm going through in my life at the moment. I just think that the concept of the book is super cool. It has a date at the top and then a title and then a passage. And I think like a couple of days ago, the passage was like enjoy summer and it's about letting go of like the dark colds, like weights of the winter time and letting summer just be summer and enjoying the present moment. Another good one that I read recently was like your body knows best, like your intuition knows when the person in front of you is a good person or, you know, your body can give you physical signs that a situation isn't right. So it's just, it's super cool. And it kind of gives you like a little thing to meditate and pray on too, if you're interested in that as well. So that's also a stable part of my morning routine. And then after I read that, I typically will just freely journal. So like a couple days ago, I knew that I wanted to make a podcast episode about my morning routine. And I literally wrote down like my morning routine and what I've done this morning and like why it's important to me. So I journaled about that. I'll just kind of write whatever's on my mind. Sometimes I write prayers. Sometimes I write things to people that they'll never read. Um, it kind of just depends on what I feel like writing. And typically it's, I don't know, just kind of like a, a glimpse into my brain. I've found that when I write, I can process things better. I know that that's not the case for everyone, but for me, I read a quote the other day and it said, write until you surprise yourself. And lately I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of writing and I have, I would say it's been very, very therapeutic for me. And it's been one of the most like healing stable parts of my journey that I've ever done. If you don't know where to start, you can always look up prompts on Pinterest. Maybe I'll do a blog post about prompts. So I actually created a journal. It's called the Lucky Girl Workbook and you can grab a copy on my website. I published it a couple weeks ago. I really, I breezed over it in one podcast episode, but um, it's basically just a journal where you can kind of envision the most ideal version of yourself. And it kind of ties into like lucky girl syndrome and um, the idea that you know, you can just be grateful for what you have and believe that you're a lucky person and then things just kind of like fall in your lap. Anyway, the journal walks you through four days of journaling or you can just all, you can do it in one whole session. Um, but it just walks you through a couple different steps of how to like picture the most ideal version of yourself and start to kind of become her. So it's kind of cool. If you don't know where to start in your morning, that might be a cool opportunity. It would help you kind of build your morning routine too. Like if you don't really know what you want out of your morning, designing your ideal life might lead you to the answers that you're looking for. So after I write, after I've done my gratitude list, done my brain dump, whatever, I typically will start to think about what the day has in store for me, what my mission's gonna be that day. And I start to maybe make a list or I open up a Google calendar. This is when I do start to get on my phone and maybe I'll post a picture of like my morning routine. Like guys, look at this passage, I really liked it. Oftentimes though, I'll take pictures like throughout my morning and then I'll go back and post later when I actually feel like getting on social media. That's another big thing for me too. Like no social media, no news, no, no anything that's going to disrupt the piece that I, that I currently have um, before the day's even started. So at this point in my morning routine, I'm very focused on what is going to go on today, what's going to happen and what I kind of have on my to-do list, if there's any errands that I need to run, groceries that I need to go get, calls that I have, meetings, whatever it is, I will kind of start to think about it during this time frame. Um, and then I typically will make breakfast. So lately, one of my favorite breakfasts to make, well, first off, let me just preface it this way. I have always been a simple breakfast person. I wrote it down. 
because I just think that I think that this is important. I'm a simple breakfast girl. <laughs> I used to make these huge breakfasts before my nine to five because I never knew what the day would bring. Um, but I know that my body personally loves something very low key. So I wrote that down because I think it's super important. When you neglect what you know your body needs, it will definitely react negatively to what you're giving it. There was a period in my life where I truly did not know like what was going to be on the agenda that day. And so I felt like I had to make a huge breakfast because I would be really, really hungry if I didn't. And, or it's like, what if I decided I didn't like my lunch? So I would make a huge breakfast and I always felt so bloated throughout the day. And that's because I would eat like two eggs, a bunch of veggies. Like they were like healthy breakfast, quote unquote, but I never really enjoyed them. I just thought like I had to eat a ton of protein in the morning because I had, it had to hold me over until later in the day when I got to eat again. But now that I have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule, which I'm so, so grateful for, I will make something small when I start to get hungry in the morning. Like that's it. (laughs) And like, like that is literally it. It's that simple. I don't have to eat at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning because I have to go to work. I can eat at like 10 30 or 11 because like, that's when I'm hungry. I'm really not that hungry when I first wake up or maybe I am. It just kind of depends on the day. So lately I've just been enjoying like fruit or toast. My go-to has been, um, there's this place in Annapolis, it's called Sprout and it's kind of like, it's just like a healthy, like health food kitchen type thing. So they make these really good gluten-free sourdough loaves. So I've been going there and getting like a gluten-free loaf of sourdough bread and I toast a piece or two of that and I do almond butter and then I mash up some uh, blackberries and kind of like use it as jelly. So that's been a good breakfast for me lately or I like to do smoothies. It's also summertime so I'm just feeling like more refreshing food is needed for me right now. So I'll do like tons of fruit, watermelons a favorite, smoothies, etc. So just kind of keeping the keeping the breakfast low-key, just kind of like truly ask my body like what are you in the mood for? And if it's avocado toast, I make avocado toast. If it's almond butter toast with raspberries, that's what I do. Or blackberries, that's what I do. I don't really, I try not to think too hard about it. Because I think thinking too hard about it is really, really overwhelming. And it just kind of sends me into like the spiral of like, oh fuck. Like, am I actually doing what I need to be doing? Am I checking the right boxes? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? And it just like that type of thinking is not worth it. And I've decided that that's not really something that I want to participate in. So I'm really keeping the breakfast simple and just being like, okay, body, like, what do you want today? And answering that question for myself and then going from there. So after breakfast, I, it kind of just depends on my schedule for the, for the day. And now that I'm working for myself more, it, it's really just like dependent on if I have a meeting or if I have a call or a podcast recording or whatever. But if I don't have any of those things or lately I've been writing in the morning, I've been spending a ton of time on a project, which I'm super pumped to share with you guys really soon, like more on that. So I've been blocking out time in my morning for like an hour and a half, two hours, three hours to just write. And that's been super cool. So that's kind of how my morning goes. When I finish like a little bit of work in the morning, I like to go move my body whether that's a walk, a run, yoga, Pilates. I've really been enjoying form Pilates or my friend Callie Jardine has a has a virtual Pilates studio. It's called Sweaty Studio. Um, I've really been enjoying those two workouts. Lexi, my little sister, teaches yoga and she's an incredible teacher. So I will sometimes just like do her flows. Um, or also I, I do have like 175 hours of yoga training under my belt. So I will also just kind of like make it up as I go along if I 
want to as well, which, yeah, I'm going to finish my teacher training eventually. Um, I really want to go, this is a hot topic, I really want to go away for like three weeks and do a training somewhere that's super immersive, maybe on, a, on an island somewhere. Um, I just, I think like that, like bringing me out of my usual bubble, my usual routine will just, and like dropping myself into a retreat of sorts, I'll really get the most benefit that way. But we'll see. I'll finish it eventually. I just need, it's, it's not the right time right now. I'll know when it's time, but it, I, it's not time. I've got other things I need to work on. But yeah, I'll just kind of like do whatever workout I want to do. Oh, I'm also, this is fun. My friend Tori D. Simone, she posted a couple different running plans on her website. And so I ran a 5K, which isn't like that big a deal, but I ran a 5K back in March. And after that, I just kind of stopped running. So I took like three months off of running. And summertime in Annapolis is literally the perfect time to run. Like if you wake up early enough and you can go do it, it's like the best running. Like the the views here are insane. So I was like, I cannot miss out on an opportunity to run in the summertime here. I printed out her beginner run plan. Like I'm literally starting from zero again and just letting myself ease back into running being okay with being like a beginner again so at first it's like 30 minutes a week and then it jumps up to like 40 and then 50 and then eventually um you know 60 to 90 minutes every week so I've been doing her beginner running plan which is really fun so integrating movement into my morning in some way shape or form is really important so whether that's a run pilates yoga stretching a walk whatever it is So that in a nutshell is my morning routine. And I would encourage everyone listening to this to write down the things that you want to do in your morning and write down how you want to feel in the morning and just kind of like envision what habits would make you the best version of you that day and do those things. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to take like five hours. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out process, but it also doesn't have to be like forced. It can be things that you really do like to do in your morning because why would you start your day on a totally shitty note? I think for me, something that I've really, really been focusing on lately is yes, slowing down. Yes, just enjoying the present moment. But most importantly, not taking everything so seriously. I cannot tell you guys how much shit I've thrown at the wall just to see what sticks. And the more complicated I make things, the harder my life gets, the more miserable I become. And the more I I just want to like give up because it just doesn't, like there's no longevity to it. Like there was this version of me like, late summertime, fall, I just was so miserable and I was bound to the chains of my daily routine. From the minute I woke up, I would just like kick myself because I was already failing at whatever I was doing because it wasn't sustainable and I was canceling workouts left and right and I was chugging caffeine and I was skipping out on my journaling because I was like waking up too late because I wasn't respecting my sleep. And so when you start to try so hard to jump from goal to goal to goal, you're missing like this middle part that is the fun part. And the most joy I found in my life is what I list on my gratitude. It's like the dancing, the little moments, like opportunities flowing my way, my friends, my family, this cup of coffee that's right in front of me, the fact that there's like ducks flying outside and like there's plants hanging from my ceiling. Like 
those are the little things that make me happy. And when you're busy, just like checking every single freaking box, your life becomes miserable. So if you only listen to one thing in this podcast episode, let it be this. Stop concerning yourself with what's going to come later in the day. Stop concerning yourself with even like the next part of your morning routine and just be in this present moment. Embrace where you are right now and stop concerning yourself with what's going to happen later or what might happen later. You don't know what's going to happen later. So really, you shouldn't be worried about it. When you are working your way through your morning routine, enjoy that step embrace it or even if it's like emptying the dishwasher embrace emptying the dishwasher it's what you're doing right now so just have fun doing it when you have a day where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed it's gonna happen there are gonna be days where you wake up and you're like man my energy is just off or you know my roommate pissed me off or maybe your kids woke you up and they're like jumping on you and they need things from you or maybe like you woke up to dogs barking or the landscaper is like for some reason, power washing your window at seven in the morning, make your morning routine so good, so cleansing, so healing, so happy, so full of joy that you can't help but dance while you're emptying the dishwasher, that you are so pumped to make your cup of coffee because you just appreciate it that much. So I don't know what your morning looks like. I'm not living your life. I don't know what your schedule looks like, but find ways to find happiness in the mundane because that's what your morning routine is. Like you're getting on this conveyor belt of life. You're rolling out of bed and you're just like, let's get to it. You have to find ways to integrate joy into your life because that's the shit that really matters. Because waking up at 5 a.m. to work out, sure, it seemed practical with my crazy schedule, but it didn't bring me joy. And I would sit on the mic and I would brag about it. And, but really I was miserable, really, really, really freaking miserable. So that's that. That is my slow healing girl summer morning routine. Maybe there will be a season in my life down the line where I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and grinding again, but that season is not right now. (laughs) And that is just how it's going to be. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe, leave a rate and a review, and that just helps more people find and listen to the show. For some reason, Apple Podcasts and Spotify too, but mostly Apple just adores when people leave ratings and leave reviews. So if you guys have like an extra 30 seconds of your day, please, please, please drop a rating, drop a review. Helps me more than you know, and I so appreciate it. Love you guys so, so much. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you very, very soon. 